Blog Talk Radio. Tuning in 
and thank you for your continued prayers and support. On today, today, um, we want to talk about a very serious subject. For those that are not aware, this is a Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and we had a lot of great guests this month, and um, my desire was to do the last Sunday just to talk, uh, especially to the young ladies, but Last Sunday, right after we got off the show, we had uh, the Floyd family, uh, Crystal and Derek, and want to say a great uh, thank you uh, for last week's episode. We're going to also be praying for Mr. Derek at this time. But um, we got off the air, and we had a report that there was a young lady that was shot and killed shot 10 in front of her three children by her husband. And actually, the past week, right after that, it was like one after another after another. And so, just not going into some type of format, I just wanted to talk. I want to allow this uh, episode to really gear towards the men. I want to talk to the men. Um, you know, is it hurts my heart, and I know I'm only one individual, but I represent so many people. I represent a father. I represent a son. I represent a brother. I, re- I represent a black man. I represent a man. I represent a human being, and I know domestic violence can it could be not just a female that's a victim, it could be a male that's a victim. You know, that's that that is true. But the way it's looking it's looking like what's being reported, there are more guys that are not just physically hurting, beating, but killing these women. And I just want to just talk to the guys. I, I, I'm not going to omit the young ladies. I, I want to set aside and talk to the men first. All this stuff got to stop. And it's not just the domestic violence, but from what I was told last night, there are some kids. And when I say kids, hey, you don't have to be a teenager to be a kid. Some people young enough to be my children. My son, my daughter, someone, I, from what I'm mistaken, I heard that uh, three people got killed at a club. I'm like, man, you know, what is going on? First and foremost, we know it's a spirit. It's a spirit of Satan, point blank. It's a spirit of Satan that is destroying the minds of people. First and foremost, starting with the men, the men have to stop allowing themselves to get so worked up to kill somebody. Just point blank. This may not be a popular subject. This may not be the popular message that everyone was 
looking for. I lost connection. Okay, sorry about that. But it, it's it's enough. Um, earlier, earlier today, I went to a domestic violence uh, program at the church by Miss um, Smith was the keynote speaker. Great job, and unfortunately, uh, with that story that she gave, it was reality. She lost her sister, her niece, um, her nephew was shot. So many families that were affected, and as I was there, I was seeing the pictures of so many people, primarily women. I, there were some guys that were on there, but the vast majority of them were women. And one of those photos, even though the pictures that I saw of the uh, deceased individuals that were there. I knew some of their stories before I met the families. I saw some of the stories uh, on the news, on, in the paper, on Facebook. I saw some of the stories. But one of the sto- one of the pictures that I saw, not only did I see the story, not only did I see the story on TV, on Facebook, I read about it in the paper, but most importantly, I lived with that person. That person, that photo that was on the stage was my sister, my only sister, Sheila Prater. Um, and I've been to some funerals after her funeral, but this particular setting, it, it, it got me because it reminded me all over again about my service, my sister service. But not just me thinking about her service, but it made me think about the impact her absence has caused, not just in my life, but in the life of my nephew, my niece, my mom, my dad, my brothers, my sister-in-laws, my nephews, nieces, family and friends. Um, she has an absence in our heart. Her absence um, can't be fulfilled. It can't be filled, can't be fulfilled. You know, God can comfort us. God can um, sustain us even during the midst of her absence. But no matter what, you know, I have my own little uh, time I say that um, I have my SM, my Sheila moment, my Sheila moment. I think about, and she was murdered on the on the hands uh, in the hands of a guy, a dude. He um, he took her life. I wish no one would die. And I've seen so many stories of so many people. They feel like, well, if I can't have you, nobody else can have you. So they'll shoot and kill or they'll shoot the person and then they'll shoot themselves. You know, 
if you're going to shoot yourself, how about you just shoot yourself and let the other person live? No, nah, but you see how the devil just warped people's mind. So I, I had to get that out of my, out of my chest before I go into the show because, um, you know, I hate I hate to see families go through what we went through. And true enough, you know, it was my sister, but I see so many people that are there. I read about people that lost their daughters and uh, other uh, family members. But all I know, I don't know how it is to lose a mother through domestic violence or a daughter. But I know how it. I know how it feels to lose a sister. And so, um, just talking to the guys first. Guys, we have to do better. God made us to protect women, not to beat them, not to abuse them. A couple of things. First and foremost, we as men, we have to remember we don't control nobody. We don't control, we can't control anybody. God did not make us to control someone. Controlling someone is to go against their will. And God doesn't go against our will. But the devil may try to. But if God give us free will, who are we, who are you, to take somebody's freedom of their will? Now, I know society, point blank, society have done a terrible job trying to educate us guys. But we have to think about it. Who controls society? Evil people. We look at it. I was thinking about, matter of fact, I even brought up a couple of weeks ago on the program, society have it where it's acceptable to talk down to a woman or to beat or threaten a woman. I was thinking about the show with the honeymooners, you, you know, uh, a couple of days ago I mentioned him, but the honeymooners with Jackie Gleason. We always heard Ralph Kremlin, Ralph Kremlin, played by Jackie Gleason. He would talk, he would talk to his wife, Alice, and she would say something that he didn't like. And what he would do, he would threaten her. One day, Alice, Bang, zoom. Oh, you're going to punch her. <laughs> you know, and then we see some of the Western movies. What do they do? They pop, backhand a woman when she says something, does something that displeasing to them. That's what society has brought. It become the norm. Society want us to think that that's acceptable. But see, it's acceptable in some people's eyesight until it happens to their daughter. It's acceptable in some people's eyesight until it happens to their sister. It's acceptable to some people's eyesight until it happens to their mama. And then let that dude that's so used to talking to women any kind of way, treating them any kind of way, let him see his mama being treated the way he treat women and what he gonna do oh he ready to kill somebody why are you ready to kill somebody because she only receiving what you're doing to somebody else's mother 
a daughter, a sister. We don't think about that. But now it's time for us to. Why? Because, number one, you losing your life. And when I say your life, you may not actually physically die, but you risking your freedom because somebody pissed you off. Oh, she want to break up with you. Oh, so you want to kill her. Oh, she decided to go on with her life. She want to live her life without you. Oh, and you don't like that. Boo-hoo, grow up. See, boys like control, but men, men understand, you know what? If she want to go, hey, let her go. Let her go with someone else. There may be somebody better for me. And you know what? I'm going to be real. I'm going to have to keep myself intact, even talking about this subject, because it's very, very, very close to me. So I'm going to make sure I'm not going to talk at the guys. I want to talk to the guys. And also, even to the young ladies in the in the conversation I'm saying today, because I'm just conversating. I'm not going to just talk as, oh, Brother Prater, Minister Prater. I want to talk as a friend, a brother, a father, an uncle. You know, I have, you know, I have nephews. I have nieces. I have two nieces that are over 18. I have two that are under 18. And so even if those nieces or family members, cousin of mine, I want you to be watching too. I may be cousin June, and June is my name for my family, what my family called me. I may be cousin June. I may be nephew June. I may be uncle June, whatever it is. But I'm a young man that want to tell you how it is. Men, we have to understand we can't control people. Also, you can't control grown folks. One of the things I always say, the only only way you can control people, so to speak, is if you're their parent. And if you are their parent, then if they are underage, you have some control over them because you are the parental unit that they supposed to be looking up to for guidance for wisdom, insight, for an example. But if you're not their parental unit, you don't control them. Legally, you don't control them. Also, and I do know some people, well, I'm I'm going to throw this in there, and I'm going to talk about it, even expound upon it later on. Some people feel, well, you know, the Bible says, you know, this is my wife. She, you know, her body is mine. All that stuff. Look here. First of all, you need to get proper documentation. That's not a word, but you need to get properly spiritually educated on what those verses and scriptures mean. Because a lot of times people, when they read, they try to take it out of context because of their agenda, their motive. First and foremost, the Bible was written to the believers. It will, first of all, to believers, the Bible is talking to the believers, and it was written in love. 
not manipulation. So, as men, you don't own anybody. You don't own that young lady. And true enough, you may have invested many years, but she still has the freedom and the rights to walk away. Along with understanding that you don't control them, not just mentally, financially, but even sexually. I want to say this. I have to say this. I was mentioning earlier about we take the Bible out of context about, well, you know, the Bible say her body belongs to me and all that stuff. I'm going to tell you something. There are many women that are in a marriage right now and still getting raped. What do I mean? Women, even if you're married, if you don't want to have sex, you have the right to say, not tonight. And guys, we have to accept that. Just because you're married to them does not give you the biblical or moral right to take that sex from her. Some people don't believe you can actually be raped within your marriage by your husband. Yes, that's true, and that's biblical. But we have to understand true love, excuse me, true love is selfless, not selfish. So if you really love her, remember this, do you have her best interest at heart? Are you treating her the way that God wants you to treat her? Because this is God's daughter. But also, we as men, we have to understand your spouse, your family is a reflection of you. You can have a nice suit and all that stuff, but if you're not taking care of your family, if you're not taking care of your spouse, if you're not making sure that she's beautified, this says a lot about who you are. This says a lot about your character. This says that you you're supposed to be investing into her. And then in return, she can invest into you. But when you're selfish, you're only thinking about me, mine, and I. That's it, me, myself, and I. You're only thinking about yourself. And lo and behold, the kids have to witness the mistreatment that daddy is giving to mama. So what happens? You're setting an example for your daughter to get a man just like you because she see that if mama being treated that way, that must mean that I have to be treated that way. But you'll be ready to shoot somebody down when somebody mistreats your daughter, but you end up mistreating somebody else's daughter. Hey, if it's wrong for your daughter to be treated that way, it's wrong for your daughter's mother to be treated that way. So that's what you have to think about it. Also, on the same token, I have to bring this up. Also, not just being able to have that control, and that control also means mind games, manipulation. So many people, so many people, they try to have control. They try to place what their control up in here. And control is witchcraft. Control is witchcraft. Also, the manipulation a manipulative spirit. That's witchcraft. You don't control 
people. But also, a lot of times what they'll try to do, they even try to throw fear upon them. They try to, men try to make women fear them. And that's pertaining to them being married or them dating men. You can't get people to respect you through fear. First and foremost, once again, God did not give us the spirit of fear. Satan did. So when a person try to make you fear them, they're not of God, they're of the devil. God did not give us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind, which means self-discipline. So, men, if you want your young lady to respect you, you don't make her fear you. If you want respect, first of all, you have to understand that respect comes from trust. If you want your young lady to re- to respect you, you have to invest to make sure that she has your trust or you have her trust in other words you have to be able to prove yourself for you to earn her trust and when you earn her trust you got her respect she gonna give you respect but see with that respect the proper way for you to be able to not just receive respect, but for her to give respect to you, you first must love her. Always give this analogy. See, men want respect. Men want the young lady to respect them. But we look at the example of a flower in a human being. If we want that flower to grow, what does that human being have to do? Have to speak to that flower. See, we need oxygen to live. We inhale oxygen. But when we inhale oxygen, we exhale carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide. But if we can exhale carbon monoxide and speak to that flower, what that flower needs for survival is not the same thing that we need. See, we need to inhale oxygen for survival. But that flower does not inhale oxygen. It inhales carbon monoxide. And once it inhales carbon monoxide, it exhales oxygen. So when it exhales oxygen... We inhale oxygen and we exhale carbon monoxide, and it's the cycle of the flower giving the human being what is needed. The human being is giving what the flower needs. That's precipitation. Well, the same thing is true when it comes down to men wanting respect. Men inhale respect. But what are the what do they exhale or what is the male's carbon monoxide? It is love. Men supposed to give love to their flower, which is the woman. And once you have carbon monoxide or love exhale from you, then you can give her what she needs, love. When she can 
receive love, when she can accept love, she's going to exhale. Same thing I was speaking about, the flower to the human being. The same thing from a male to a female. But if you say you're not getting the respect from that woman, then you have to look at what level of love are you exhaling to her. If she's not giving you, if she's not able to exhale respect to you, then maybe you're not giving her enough, not giving her any love. And love is not the physical. We ain't talking about sexing her down and, you know, giving her what she wants. That's beyond that. We talking about security. We talking about devotion. Talk about commitment. We talking about being able to give her the vital necessities that she needs as a young lady. Now, within marriage, when you give her what she needs, then she'll give you what you want. But if she can't give you what she wants, that's because she's lacking what she needs. So for us as men, if you want your lady to respect you, you ask yourself, what are you displaying? Are you displaying things to make her respect you? Or make you, excuse me, or make you be disrespected? Are you giving her the things that she needs for her to respect you? Or are you giving her the things that she needs to disrespect you? That's what you need to think about. Now, this may not be a popular subject, but it's a helpful subject. Because I'm trying to help you, my brother. And that brother, not just the blacks. No, it's to the whites, to the Hispanics. It's to every male, regardless of what nationality, race, or culture. We need to respect our young ladies more. You know, right now, so many, I see so many young ladies, they are ride or die for their man. They, look, stand by your man. They'll sing that song. They're loyal to their man. But when you examine their man, their man have no attributes to be loyal for. You loyal to him? Why? Well, I love him, but he cheated like a dog. I love him. He ain't got no skills. Well, I love him. He got potential. Everybody got potential. The grave is full of potential, but that doesn't mean that they're going to live up to it. So, men, we have to understand, if you want the respect, you got to give it. If you want to be respected, make sure that your lady is is giving the respect by her receiving the love that she needs. So in other words, when you're not getting something, you don't need to be looking at her. You need to look at yourself. What am I doing? What am I doing to not get what I need? Being real with you, you may have to look at, even if you are doing everything that you need to do, 
and she still not give you what you need, move on. You know, go on with your life. Hey, cut your loss. Don't waste another time. Don't waste another second with someone. Because you know what? It may not be anything wrong with the guy. What if it's the young lady? What if, by chance, y'all are just not compatible? You have to be cool with, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for the learned lesson. Because in actuality, people of God, we never lose. We learn. So are you using that as a learning time or a teachable moment? Okay. I'm going to say this. Now, I've had some failed relationships in the past. I had, you know, chunks. They left. They didn't want to be. They didn't want to be in a, a relationship with me. Uh, you know, whatever. Someone wanted to use me or whatever. As heartbroken as I was, and hey, I don't mind being transparent. There are some that had that had even made me cry. But even in my sh- shedding of tears, one of the things I had to do, I had to look at myself and say, you know what? Even though that relationship is over with. What I'm going to do, I'm going to make myself better. So relationship that ended, I worked on extra stuff to improve myself, to improve my resume, so to speak, my mental or spiritual resume. Hey, look here. This one broke away me. But you know what? I'm going to learn how to cook Italian food. Or, you know, she broke away me. But you know what? I'm going to learn to work on cars. I'm going to do something. That way I could be a better asset to the one that deserves me. And that's where you have to look at it. What's the point of me? Well, she broke my heart. You know what? I'm going to get her. Now, she cheated on me. Oh, man, you know what? She dirty. You know what? You, I'm going to get her back. I'm going to get her back. Look here. I ain't wasting my time. You can't waste your time to try to get revenge. Listen, if somebody want to cut you off, do yourself a favor. Don't waste your time. Look at it. Hey, thank you. Thank you for look here. You may not have told me in the very beginning, but at least I know now. Because look, we supposed to be a better steward with our time, the time that God has given us. While you up here trying to get revenge and trying to get back with the girl to, you know, knock her, mess up her life, all that stuff, God may be setting up somebody's specifically for you that's going to ride with you, that's going to treat you better than you ever been treated. No, but the devil wants you to think about revenge. The devil wants you to think about, you know, getting back. I must, I have to say this. Um, this week in our Sunday school lesson, we were talking about love. It was coming from 1 Corinthians. And uh, pretty much those that uh, know, love, uh, it says uh, it was First uh, Corinthians thirteen chapter. You know, love is patient, love is kind. But this is what caught my attention when it said love is patient. I don't have my notes with me, but that word patience, that particular word patience in that particular scripture, you know what it meant? I'm gonna tell you what it meant. It meant being wrong 
and not willing to seek revenge. Love is patient. Love is kind. When I saw when I saw that, I'm like, wow, never looked at it that way. But that's what it actually means. Love is look, I wanted to get revenge. Why? Because you think about it, like I said earlier, we are in an assignment. We as men, we're supposed to be the protectors. We're supposed to be the leaders. And how can the devil distract a man by making him forfeit his leadership role? Leaders are on an assignment. We're all on assignment, but men and ladies have a different assignment. We as men are supposed to be the hunters, or we as men are the ones that are supposed to be going to our spouse or being led by God to our spouse. But if Satan can distract us and make us think about revenge, then who are we being led by? Is it God? No, it's our emotions. So the devil wants you to either be seeking revenge or being linked with the wrong one. So we have to keep our emotions in check. With keeping our emotions in check, we have to be able to not be angry. We got to be able to express ourselves healthy. We got to be able to express ourselves not being so angry. And being angry, that means, you know, talking, communicating. We have to learn to communicate. One of the things I always say, we as men, we'll acknowledge our mistakes, but we won't acknowledge our hurts. We as men, we oh, gotta be man up, gotta be man. Uh-uh. They ain't being no man. You know what? You keep keeping that stuff within, you end up having a heart attack or hypertension. Look here, we gotta be able to release some stuff. We and I already know. Sometimes we being emotionally lacking in a relationship or getting beat down in relationships, uh, being beat down on the job, being beat, beat down in society, sometimes even beat down in the family. Now, we're not talking about being physically beat down, but just the wears and tears of the weight of the world, the weight of the family, the weight of the job, the weight of society can be on you. And even... <laughs> technical, even legally, you never know. So even with that, we got to be able to detox ourselves from those things. If you're hurting, hey, admit that you're hurt. That doesn't make you less than a man. It makes you a man to acknowledge where you're at. You know, I was I spoke a couple of weeks ago, uh, that um, Prescott, he admitted that he went through uh, depression doing a the uh, quarantine and of course those that knew his story he lost his mother, he lost his brother and he was just sure that he was going through some depression and then a reporter ended up saying well he shouldn't have done that because he's supposed to be the leader and they're going to look at him, man shut up with that, no he did the right thing hey man I'm hurt you know we as men we have to be able to come to terms and admit when we need help. 
We got to admit it. There is help that is provided for us. But the thing is, we got to be able to what? Admit it, confess it, say it. You know, we're not mind readers. You know, people are not mind readers. And a lot of times, you never know who's hurting. You'd be surprised at people that are, you'd be surprised what's going on in people's minds. You know, it's already hard enough, especially being a single father where you may not even have your child in your possession or your child may not be staying with you. You may have to share custody with a crazy or an angry baby mama. I know all baby mamas ain't angry or whatever, but I'm saying in the mindset of that man, what if he doing all he can, he doing the best he can, and he's still being mistreated? What about this? Being real. What if that man was a horrible father? What if he was a horrible uh, boyfriend, but he's a great father? I'm not talking about him being physically abusive, but what if he cheated? What if he was a dog? What if he was sorry as a husband or as a father? Excuse me, as a husband or as a boyfriend, but there's a baby involved. And so now you're trying to see your child, and what happens? She tells you, you, you ain't seeing my child. She, you know, the baby mama is playing games with you. You know what you need to do? enough. Sometimes because of the wrong choices that we make, we got to deal with the consequences. But that's where you need to start learning your legal rights. And when I say learning your legal rights, we ain't talking about going on hearsay, going on what happened in somebody else's situation. No, you need to start speaking to an attorney. You need to start going to the library to learn your rights. And that's where a lot of times us and me, we mess up at. We either won't acknowledge that we need help or we end up, instead of finding out for ourselves, we go on hearsay. And what happened, because we don't know our rights, we don't know, but we're going on hearsay, we're going on what somebody else is say, which is somebody else's opinion, and we don't know facts, and we end up messing up the case. Also, having to admit, if you need help, you know, and I hope there's no disrespect, but I have to say it because I know firsthand because I work in the jailhouse. Even there are guys that take psychiatric medication. There are some guys who will not take their psychiatric medication because it does not allow them to have an erection. So what they'll do they would rather have an erection without taking their medication that they need versus taking their medication and risking the chance of not having sex. I'm not talking about what I'm guessing about. I'm talking about facts, what I know about. I, we we took the test. Uh, we took the class. I can't remember the name of the test, but it was a couple of years ago. And then later on, I began to follow through. I had to escort the nurses when they were uh, seeing the inmates and stuff and just find out firsthand. I was like, wow, for real? Wow. It, it lets you know their priorities. They will risk their health. They will risk their, uh, sometimes, not just their sanity, 
but even their freedom because if they don't take their medication on schedule, they end up doing something, they end up catching a case. So I'm like, wow. So we have to admit when we need help. But also, like I said, we have to be able to express ourselves. We have to learn to express ourselves in a healthy way. Unfortunately, some guys, what they'll do, you know, they'll end up, yeah, you, you, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Or every other word is a cuss word. And blah, 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 man, well, just F it. Just F it, you know. No. Expand your vocabulary. So that way you can be able to have the proper words to, for you to be able to convey to us what you're trying to say. Not just, you know, you, you feel me? No, I don't feel you. I don't know what you're saying. But what I want to do, I want to understand what you're saying. I'm not going in the world. You know, when I'm at work, I always tell the guys, hey, look here. You know, sometimes they may get frustrated because when they talk and they stutter or whatever. I'm like, no, 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 no. Come Look here. No need to rush. Take your time, man. It's okay. Even if you are stuttering, that's all right. I don't want to speak up for you. No, come on. Talk to him. Look, let's work it out, man. I'm I'm with you, bro. Come on. Come on. I'm with you, man. And the way I look at it, nobody allow him the time to be able to just, you know, get it out. And I understand sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. But and especially when society is telling you you need to stand up and be a man. But society is saying that, but nobody telling you or teaching you how to be a man. And sometimes, when do they, quote-unquote, learn to be a man? Sometimes when it's too late. Sometimes when they have a child or two or three or whatever, or when they've already lost their family, or when they're in jail. Sometimes, guys, the reality, reality doesn't hit them until they behind bars while all the all the deal just guys. And because they may not have had their father in their life, or their father may not have been active in their life, what happened, now they gravitating to somebody. They're looking for their family. They're looking for that 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 man to help them to help them become structured. They're looking for discipline. Undisciplined, but they're looking for discipline. They're looking for structure. And sometimes they may not be able to convey to us that's what they need, but a real man can discern, can see, you know what, man? I know he got up exterior. This dude, he ain't no bad dude, man. You've just been misguided. Sometimes you just, you, this might be a cry for help. But I will say this, even in you admitting that you need help, women, women, when you encounter that kind of guy, it is not your responsibility to help him. See, what happens a lot of times, some young ladies, they want to be the mentor and the, excuse me, the mentor and the mate at the same time. You can't do that. That's a conflict of interest. If you want to be his mentor, hey, you can be his mentor, but that means you got to set him free. 
allow him, because he may be, he may become a great man, but in the arms of somebody else. But if you want him for yourself, that means you have to accept him for who he is and how he is. So I just had to throw that in there because I've seen so many young ladies, well, you know, I'm helping him to become a better man. How are you going to teach him how to be a man? You ain't even a man yourself. Oh, but you trying to teach him how to be a man based on the man that you caught, but you're not happy with the man that you caught. So you need to throw him back in the water. Just have to put it out there. But as men, we have to be able, even if you need the help, you need to be helped by a man. First of all, a godly man. And I'm not just talking about a man that's saying, well, I'm a man of God. No, that's fine and dandy. But the most important thing is not what a man says, but how he lives. How he lives. He can say he's a man of God, but is he living as a man of God? Is he setting an example? Is he an example? Along with that, looking at, hmm, communication and for us to be able to express ourselves, but also looking at as men, if you already to be a husband, hey, great. You have to look at the responsibilities. Women, you have to allow man, if he say, you know, if you say that that's the one and all this stuff, do your homework on them. But also, guys, I mentioned earlier, do your homework on that young lady. See, sometimes that guy his expectation or his expectation or his desire may to have all of this from a young lady to get so much out of a young lady. But dude, if she can't give you that, either you accept that she doing the best she can with what she got or leave her alone. Don't ruin her life. It's just like <laughs> I always see the cartoon shows the, the laid and go to egg. And they're trying to make that woman, this woman, they're trying to make that hen lay that golden egg. But all she's doing is just laying out the white eggs. And then she's tired, but they're spanking that hen to make her produce another egg, another egg, another egg, to hopefully get another golden egg. If you look at it, it's pretty much slavery. When you really think about it, that's a terrorist move. They're a ter- they're a terrorist. We already dealt with a terrorist nine one one. Country have dealt with them. We dealt with a worldwide situation that changed the world. But unfortunately, you think about the terrorist attack that so many people deal with within the home. And it's heartbreaking. You know, one of the things I always say, grown folks have to learn to keep their hands to themselves. Grown folks got to keep their hands to themselves. 
if you have to, quote, unquote, change somebody, if you don't like the way somebody is, hey, let them be with someone that's going to appreciate that. But also you choose someone that's going to appreciate you for who you are, but also appreciate who they are. Change who they are, then you don't like who they are. Just point blank. Well, you know, I'm trying to help them be a better person. A better person for you or a better person for God? Well, and that's where we mess up at. We're trying to do God's job. And God said, no, I made him that way. But I didn't make them for you. You're trying to make them conform to your ideology. He didn't make them that way. You want them that way. So, guys, we have to start doing better. Also, guys, you have to do your homework in who you're choosing. Excuse me. Let's be real. There are some guys that will not hit a woman, but there are some young ladies, they know that you're not going to hit them. So what they'll do, they'll provoke you. They'll get up in your face, you know, try to challenge you. If you know you got a young lady like that, leave her alone. Just point blank. Leave her alone. The jail is full of guys that's in jail right now because they done lost their mind. They done snapped. Well, man, I just couldn't take it, man. She got up in my face, man. She kept disrespecting me, man. She kept putting me down, all this stuff. Okay, but if you know how she is, alone. Just point blank. You don't have to have somebody to cheat on you, to beat up on you, to end the relationship. Just point blank. Men, we have to be mature enough to walk away. You already know if something happened, let's just say if somebody overhear loud voices, sound like y'all finna get into an argument, the police shows up, let's guess who's going to go to jail. It's you. So if you already know somebody that got some issues like that, you need to leave them alone. Don't fool with them. And I'm going to have to go ahead and say it. Men, even if she got a big behind, even if she got a Coca-Cola bottle, you got to start thinking with the right head instead of thinking with the other head. Dude, it's so many guys. They end up getting themselves messed up with some other young lady that is not for them. If they end up trying to have sex, well, you know, you know, it just, you know, that it's just my friend with benefits. And you think about it. I know so many people. I'm pretty sure you do too. So many people. They can't stand each other. They can't stand their baby mama. They can't stand their baby father. They can't stand their ex-husband, ex-wife. They can't stand them. But they got two or three kids together. Oh, so at one point, oh. You you can stand her enough to lay her down, to have a <laughs> to have sex with her. And apparently if you got two or three kids by her, then you lay down at least two or three times. Oh. But being real, you already knew how she was, but you overrode that red flag because you wanted that sex. Look here, that ain't her fault, that's your fault. You need to understand who you are. 
I always say it like this, keep your pencil in your pants until God tell you time to start writing. And it's time to write when you say I do. You have to look at, hmm, yeah, she got a big behind all the time. Yep, yep, yep. But you got to look behind the scene. You got to discern past the behind. This girl can't cook. This girl ain't got no people skills. This girl got a bad attitude. This girl, every other word, she cussing me out. She can't get along with my family. My kids don't like her. Okay. That's more than a red flag. Shucks, that's a bus sign. That's a stop sign. That's a whole train coming to you. But sometimes, what do the guys do? Oh, man, well, you know, I just, you know, I just get what I get from her until somebody else come along better. That's a fool. That's a foolish decision. Men, we're not defined by how many women we sleep with. We're defined by who we are based upon God's word, point blank. We have to start respecting, not just respecting the women, but we got to respect ourselves. Because what happens? You end up getting yourself in a situation with a young lady where she end up, you went over there, y'all had consensual sex. But when you make it home, you get a knock on the door. Hey, it's the police. Uh, we here to uh, pick you up. We were told that uh, you raped the young lady. How do you rape her? Is your word against hers? Well, well, she lied on me. Well, did you do your homework on her character? Hmm. I know more people that know about a person's sexual move than their credit score. Their sexual moves more than their blood type. She she seemed like a nice person. Yeah, but if you look at her family, all of them crazy, but you sticking with her, you sleeping with her, you didn't do your homework with her, and now you're upset because she didn't mess up your life. No, she didn't mess up your life. You messed up your life. Dude, you have to start respecting who you are and your seeds. I always tell this to the guys. Matter of fact, I have a book I put out uh, a couple years ago called A Few Good Men, and this is one of the key things I put in there. Men, understand, you have your seeds with you all the time. Men could impregnate a woman even in his 90s because men, they always producing. Men, what you have to understand, you carry your sperm, you produce your sperm, you're carrying and producing your seeds. So in other words, everywhere you go, everything you do, you have your seeds with you. So in other words, if I'm going to the strip club, I'm making it rain and all that stuff, yeah, I'm going to the strip club. I like going to the strip club. Not only am I giving myself permission to go to that strip club, 
but I'm giving my seeds and my seed seeds permission to go to this strip club. Meaning, I'm not just giving permission for my sons to go to the strip club. Oh, it's okay, they're boys. But I'm also giving my daughters, my future daughters, my future granddaughters permission not just to go to the strip club, but be on stage for stripping. Oh. Hmm. Did you ever think about it that way? Men, you carry your seeds. You give your seeds purpose and destination. You you define who they are in the environment. You're setting the environment. You're showing them, you're displaying the environment that they should be in or what's acceptable for them and to them. Men, we do that. We are real fathers. We are real men. See, a real man has purpose, understands his purpose. A real man understands, you know what, everything got to be calculated. You know, um, I was watching a couple of months ago. They were talking about the wrestler, the Undertaker. They were saying that he does not waste a move. They say every move he makes is calculated. Same way we must do. Every move we make has to be calculated. Everything we do has an assignment, has a purpose, an agenda. We have to understand that. Why? Because we're supposed to be good stewards. Managers responsible for the things that God has us, God has for us, and what God has given us. And yes, that includes our seeds too. Our seeds, our loin, our sex organ, our sex tools, whatever you call it. God will hold us responsible. We can't be wasteful, even with our sex. We can't be, we can't be wasteful. Not everybody is deserving of your heart. Not everybody is deserving of your love. So that's why as men, we have to be more responsible in who we're choosing. I have to I have to bring this up because a lot of times we just think, oh man, you know, um, you know, uh, it, it, you know, she she says she says she do this, she says to do that. But men, you have to understand the Bible tells us the man that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from God. In other words, the man finds, sees that she's wife material. Let me break this down. Sees and understands she is your wife's material. See, she might be a good potential wife, but is she suitable for you? And if she ain't suitable for you, then you ask God to lead you to the one that's fit for you. See, understanding that they may not be universal. God has a custom made. And see, God is teaching us and showing us not just on who to choose, but how to choose. And he's trying to teach you how to choose based upon your, not just your needs, your desires, but your purpose. 
See, we as men have to understand God has a helpmate for us. But when we choose the wrong one, we end up getting a hurtmate. I mentioned earlier about the uh, woman receiving love and she giving off respect. But you have to understand if she's giving you all she can and it's not enough for you to fill you or to fulfill you, then you have to understand she may be giving you all she can, which may let you know that it's not the one for you. See, if my car, I say like that, like a Cadillac, a Cadillac tank of gas, and a Hugo or a Fiat tank of gas, you know what? It's two different type of gas tanks. A Fiat, it may hold nine gallons, but that Cadillac, that Cadillac uh, uh, gas tank may hold what twenty three gallons. <laughs> you know. But even in that little gas, see, that little Fiat, the gas that's in the Fiat, it may fill up. If I put in nine gallons for that Fiat, it may fill up the Fiat's car. It may fill it up. But if I try to use that nine gallons, get that same nine gallons and put it in that Cadillac tank, you know what it's going to do? It's just like giving a whale a tic-tac. By the time I get out the gas station, what the gas light gonna come back on? But on the other hand, the gas that I have in that Cadillac, twenty three gallons, it'll fit in that Fiat. Matter of fact, half of it will fill up, and I still have some on reserve. So we have to understand asking God for me and asking God to lead us to the right one. Understand that, you know, we have to find our helpmates. But also, I have to um, I have to say this. I mentioned for us as men to be real with ourselves. We have to be real with ourselves and say, you know what, this is, you know, this may be, this may not be the one that I need to be with. This may not be the one that, um, but you know, but we got to be mature enough. It may not be the one for me. It may not be the one for me. But guess what? Just because that's not the one for you does not mean that there's no one for you. So we have to understand and be mature enough to admit that's not the one. And I always I always talk to the ladies, but I'm going to say it to the guys. We need to keep our sex until we get married. Keep our sex until we get married because what happened? We end up becoming emotionally attached or making foolish decisions because of our emotions and not being spirit-led, but being sexually-led, which is lust. You know, so many guys I know, they end up trying to make something work in something that ain't happening. And we end up allowing ourselves to be frustrated and ain't nothing more frustrating to be in a relationship where you know it's doomed to fail you. You're wasting your time. So I have to talk to the guys and now being able to, matter of fact, I'm reading some of the remarks. Um, it's okay to move on. Yes. You know, you know, it's so important for us 
as men. Matter of fact, my nephew said toxic masculinity. Yes. We have to be real with ourselves. Because to be honest with you, being real, I've seen a lot of young ladies that try to raise their boys and they end up babying their boys and not realizing that boy needs to be groomed by a man. What do I mean? There have been times where, because I, I speak about it because I see it in the jail. What happened, that father or that fatherly role is being voided by that guy. And what happened, when it's time for that guy to be disciplined or when it looks like that guy is being tested, what happened, that mother going to come to his rescue. That mother, oh, no, don't hurt my baby. No, this is helping him to mature to be a man because the man is supposed to be the leader. But if he's supposed to be the leader, how is he going to learn to be a leader when he's being taught by a non-leader? We have to think about that. Now, the other thing that comes into play is that particular guy. What happened? We have to understand. I'm going to say it like this. This is parents. I don't want to just isolate the mother. I'm going to say the mothers and the fathers. We have to understand the Bible tells us to train up a child in the way that they should go. And this not just pertaining to the spiritual, but we have to look at his uh, personality. What are his, what are his traits? What are his hobbies? What is his interest? And help him and groom him into that. But also what we have to realize, mothers and fathers, as much as you may love your child, I have a son I love dearly. I would jump in front of a moving car for him. I've done that before. But as much as I love him as a son, I have to understand I'm grooming him to be somebody's husband. Mothers and fathers, that child that you have, you're supposed to be grooming them for somebody else. I love my son, but I have to understand in order for me to help him to be that leader, I got to show him what is needed for him to lead attributes. So if I just look at, well, he's going to be my son forever, what I'm doing, I'm handicapping him of the necessities that that he needs as a young man. And I'm speaking on my part. I'm not speaking about his mother's part. I'm speaking on my part because his mother could do the right thing. His mother could be an example to show him what type of uh, wife he needs, type of young lady he needs showing him how to choose, showing him uh, the type of young lady to choose for his life. That's fine and dandy. But as daddy... If I'm supposed to be the leader, if I'm supposed to be someone to show him, to teach him, then what type of example am I showing him? I have to look at like that. And I'm like I said, I have to I'm looking at myself. I'm not speaking for anybody else, but I'm showing you as an example. So that way you can't I can't throw the responsibility on his mama when I'm not doing it myself. Now when his mom and his mom is doing it, 
his mom doing it, if I'm doing it, then guess what? There's a unity that can happen to raise him in a healthy way. But when you're not doing your part and you thrusting the re- uh, the responsibility on your child's father or mother, then you may be handicapping your child. And what happens, you're going to end up having a child that you're going to end up being responsible for for the rest of your life because no woman going to have to, no woman want to raise a grown boy that's been under his mama or under his father. Most of the time it's been under the mother. I've, I've seen many times where a mother have called up there to the jail. Well, my son being treated, my son, blah, 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 blah. And then I go speak to the son, and the son is six foot two, 285 pounds, full of muscles. Yeah, I call my mama. Uh, uh, I, 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 I didn't get enough bread. I didn't get enough bread on my, on my sandwich. Huh? See, it sounds crazy, but I'm telling you from what I what I see in the jail. I see it all the time, especially when I was inside the jail. Man, when I was working in the jails, I've been in a lot of different jail, a lot of different floors. I've, I've worked on a lot of the high-profile floors, so I can tell you what I see. So I'm not just telling you, not just pertaining to society. I'm telling you what, behind the curtains. And we see that stuff. We're like, what in the world? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going to say it like this. Nine times out of ten, I'm not telling you what I'm guessing about. I'm telling you what they tell me, what the guys tell me. They tell their mom stuff because they know their mom going to get up and do something. Going, you know, no, I ain't got to do nothing. My mom talk to me. My mom do that for me. Well, my mama wash my clothes for me. I ain't got. I don't even know how to wash. I don't wash. Grown men. I'm talking about guys in their forties and fifties. Well, actually, even thirties, forties, and fifties. I'm saying what I've seen. You know, I don't know how to mop, huh? And the guys, they'll talk to their mama's heart, and they end up having their mama come to their rescue. But their daddy, uh, uh-uh. their daddy ain't gonna come up there. He needs to learn. The only way to help that boy to grow up is for him to learn how to handle conflict, learn how to handle problem solving. If they know how to make problem making, if they know how to have problem making, they need to learn how to make problem solving. That's what's going to help them become mature. Excuse me. Sometimes they have to learn from their mistakes. They have to learn from their bad choices. But to their rescue, if they, if we have them, if we have the mothers to start coming to their rescue, then what's going to happen? Eventually, they may get it. Sometimes sometime they have to get outside of mama's wing or away from mama's wing for them to grow up. I'm telling you from what I've seen. So, with that being said, I'm going to, uh, real quick, I'm going to have to say this. To the women, 
being mature enough to see if this young guy the qualifications to be your man or to be your spouse, leave him alone. We're not talking about potential. We're not talking about, well, you know, uh I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a work with him, but you ain't qualified to work with him. You ain't qualified. What may end up happening may end up happening where you help him get off his feet and then once he get off his feet he end up being with somebody else. And now you left. Emotionally hurt. Now you're frustrated because you invested all that time. But see, that was ministry. That was ministry. You know, we look at the Salvation Army. You look at uh, Goodwill. Those those are helpful ministries. Those are ministries. They help to give to those who are in need. Even Salvation Army. I don't know if I said that earlier or not. But they give to those that are in need. They're designed to help the needs of others. But you don't want to have your life where all the person is doing from you is withdrawing, but they're not making any deposits. You don't want to be the one that all the person do for you and to you is take, 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 take. You don't want to do that. Don't allow your heart. Don't waste your time and don't allow your heart to be jeopardized that way. And also, I will say this. Women, I was speaking to the guys earlier. Women, leave sex out of the equation. Anytime you involve sex, you can end up clouding your judgment. Also, you end up creating soul ties. And then when it's time for you to leave, it's harder for you to leave because you are emotionally invested or emotionally tied to that. Well, I love him, but what is he? Uh, he's cussing you out, but I love him. He's a good person. Yeah, but he's what? He's good one day out of 30 days? Well, you know, uh, well, it was my fault. I made him mad. I mean, oh, so you, now you're coming to his rescue by blaming your up instead of looking at the reality that it's not you but it's him, but it's your choice. I'm gonna tell you like this. A real, a real man ain't trying to get what's what's in your hands. A real man wanna know how you are here and here. See a matter of fact I had somebody a couple of years ago Oh yeah, I can sex you down, and blah blah. And I'm saying to myself, that's not what I'm looking for. Now, I I will tell you this, and one thing I always tell single people: first of all, till you get married, in order for you to have sex, wait for you to get married. But also, don't tell God to kill your flesh. Don't tell God to kill your sexual desire. Just tell Him to preserve it, put it on hold until the appropriate time which is that wedding night. And on that wedding night, then, hey, have at it. Let there be do benevolence. Let there be fireworks, and y'all can have the whips, the chains, the thumbtacks, the razor blades, jumper cables, whatever you want. Hey, it's all right. Hey, if she's all right with it, if he all right with it, then, hey, y'all have at it, as long as it's one-on-one. We ain't talking about, like, three or four people and getting gerbils and all that stuff. We ain't talking about that. But, for y'all to be able to wait until you get married. But I had somebody 
you know, they just think well, all men, all men want is just to have sex. No. A real man understand, hey, look here. This guy, she can't bring anything to the table. And all she's talking about is sex or all she want to do is just advertise her behind or her breast or whatever. Man, uh-uh. Why? Because a real young lady is going to display her greatest attribute or her strongest attribute. And it should be something that's unseen. What do I mean? Her character. Will she be able to help me keep my credit score up? Hmm. Will she help me as looking at who I am and how I am? Me being a single father, will she be a great asset? Will she be an example to my son? Can she be a great stepmother? Okay. What about in my ministry? Is she going to be the type that will help and encourage with me? Or if I'm trying to minister to someone, is she going to tear it down? Is she going to tear down my ministry or is she going to be an asset to my ministry? Will she be an asset or a liability to my ministry or to my life or to my family? That's what you have to look at. We as men, we have to understand, you know what? If I'm supposed to be the leader, is she the type that will allow me to lead? Something you got to think about. Ladies, if you're looking for a leader, are you choosing someone that's already in a leadership position? Or do you have to lead and train him how to lead? Uh Uh-uh. Ladies, understand, you are choosing your, look, not just your leader, Physically, your protector, um, emotionally, physically, but also spiritually. Ladies, you are choosing the priests of your home, the spiritual leaders of your home. And when you met him, you know, he he don't even have a Bible. You know, and we ain't talking about, well, he knows some scripture. Forget about that. Anybody can read a scripture, Jesus wept. Okay, that's a, that's a verse. But we are living it, exhibiting it. See, you saved. You say you're a child of God. You're a Christian. Okay? But are you choosing someone that's uh, knowledgeable? Not just with words, but in actions. That's the key thing. Or you choose someone that can be an example to your children. Think about it. Or are you choosing someone where, well, I'm going to check him out to see, can I trust him? So you're going to let him keep your kids. You don't even know this dude. You're going to move him into your place. Hmm. Say this. I've been blessed to uh, uh, marry people. I've married some people, uh, performed ceremonies and stuff. I was blessed. Uh, matter of fact, my nephew, he was, um, he was my, uh, him, his wife were my first uh, marriage that I officiated. I thank God for it. I appreciate it. But now I understand as a minister, I, I would assume if somebody come up to me and say, Hey, I want to, I want you to marry us and blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's fine. So in other words, you have done your homework pretty much to be honest with you. Uh, let's have counseling. Well, you know, we 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 love each other. Uh, what's his mama name? Well, I, 
I'm going to meet the mama uh, next week. What? You don't know this dude? Oh, I have to. I have to. I got to say this. I have to say this right now. I'm going to tell you like this. Anytime somebody pull you away from your family, they dangerous. Leave them alone. Immediately. Leave them alone. Anytime somebody want to go ahead and, hey, well, look here. You know what? Uh, you know, we, we're going to elope. Anytime somebody make you do things behind your family back, leave them alone because they're trying to bring division. Notice, control, I mentioned earlier, when a person try to control you, they're uprooting you from familiar territories, meaning trying to uproot you from your family, your friends, normalcy. They're trying to create another life for you. Instead of enhancing Instead of enhancing your life, enhancing or appreciating your family, they're going to divide you from your family. Oh, oh, your mom will be tripping. Oh, she don't even like your, oh, your dad. Oh, you're going to see your daddy? Oh, no, I ain't going to do with him. Anytime somebody act like that towards your family, leave them alone. Because it's funny to me. And I know some people, well, you know, my family crazy. Anybody can say that about their family, but when the boy down to it, when they in trouble, who do they call? Their family. So if you say all your family members are bad, all your family members are crazy, all your family members are thought, if you say all that about your family members, then you, that's your family. And the opera don't fall too far from the tree. So if you say all of them are wrong, all of them are crazy, then you got to look at is all of them or just one of you. So I get real liberal when I, you know, when I, I've had people, like I said, I've had people, hey, I, I need you to marry us. I listen. I don't just listen to what is said, but I listen to what is not said. But most importantly, I always say, well, let me pray about it. Let me say, always, when some people, well, uh-uh, nope. Mm-mm. Nah. <laughs> you, you already know what you're not supposed to do. Why are you going to come to me? Hey, I believe in doing the God's way all the way. And I tell people, hey, look here. If there's anything underhanded you want me to do, don't you? Uh-uh. No, I'm not. No. Did you tell? Uh-uh. So, and also, even for the guys, hey, man, I, you know, I, I want you to marry me, brother. Pray to him. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Okay, so that means you're ready to get married. Okay, so you're ready to get married. Okay. Okay, so if you're ready to get married and you ask me to, you know, officiate your wedding, then why are you still sleep with other women? But you you want me to marry? Dude, you ain't ready. Forget about being ready for marriage. You ain't ready for a relationship. You still got some messing around you want to do. You still got some games you want to play. Play it. Don't play it with me. Play it with somebody else. And even the chick, hey, look here, if you got to go behind somebody's back, be, be up front. Yeah, I'm cheating. Yeah, I'm seeing somebody else. Be up front. You know, and I know some people, they try to throw in there in the Bible. They use out of context. Yeah, but, you know, Solomon had uh, so many wives and all that. Yeah, that's fine. At the end, but you got to look at he dealt with the consequences, too. <laughs> there are consequences. Think about it. There are consequences of every decision. But was that God's will? No, it wasn't. That was not God's will. So many people, they use the excuse, well, because uh, they, they did it. By, nope, nope, nope. But do your homework. Do your homework. 
And you start examining. I know I done kind of ticked off a couple people, but I don't care. I'm trying to save some people's lives. I'm trying to help people get out of these crazy dysfunctional relationships and get to the right relationship that God has for them. First of all, develop that relationship with God. And then also get their relationship with themselves. If we know who we are in God and we know who we are, then we won't be wasting our time with these crazy relationships. So I had to say, even pertain, I was mentioning it earlier, and I ha- I'm, I'm going to say this as we get ready to wrap it up. But young ladies, if you already know that's not the one for you, leave them alone. I used the analogy um, years ago, there was a store that opened up in North Texas. I think the first one that I remember was in Arlington called Krispy Kremes. It was a 24-hour um, donut place. And it was cool because we were able to see the donuts being made. The dough was on the conveyor belt, and it would just make its circle, and then eventually hit the arch, fried, deep fried, come on up. Got on trays and we saw it go into the trays and you just eat it and it was so hot, it was buttery. It was just melting. You might be like, oh man, wow. But see, this is for the male or female. A relationship or the the right one is just like that. The right one is done. The right one don't have to it already went through the process. But instead of us choosing the one that's already on the tray that's already ready to serve, what do we do? We want the one that's on the conveyor belt. Oh no, 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 no. Don't wait, don't wait for it to go through the process. I want it as it is right now. So instead of you getting a donut, you're getting dough. You're picking the dough from the conveyor belt and you Either eat it in the car or you try to run to the house, throw it in a microwave, and then you want to eat it, but yet still, it's nasty. It's bad. It's undone. It's unhealthy. You end up risking the chance of getting the salmonella, E. coli, all that stuff because you're not eating a donut. You're eating raw dough. Hmm. But you upset with the results that you're getting because it didn't turn out the way that you desired it. Well, it didn't. And you're not going to get those same results because you, it did not go through the process. Why? Because you were too impatient. If that's the one you want, wait till it go through the process. But what happened? But because of our impatience, we end up getting someone undone. Hey, if you can't say amen, say ouch. So we have to stop choosing people. Not only that it's undone, but choosing the people. We have to stop choosing the people that God did not authorize us to pick up. I always tell people, even in the Bible, it tells us men should always pray and not faint, which means not lose heart, not give up. But did you pray about it? Well, well, you know, no, no, no. Did you pray about it? What did you pray about? Did you pray, God fix them, God fix them? 
no. But what if God's telling you move on? Well, well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm away. I want you to be praying for me. I get tired of hearing people tell me I want you to pray for me, but they're not praying. Look, I'm fasting. I'm at home praying for them, and they and they, they in their bedroom having sex with somebody that's not their husband. I've had that to happen. If I tell y'all some of the stories, oh, oh, you want me to, oh, you you want me to pray to see if this is the right one for you, but you still have sex with him. Oh, and pray and see if this is the right one for you, but you still going over there. You're not allowing yourself to have time with God. You're trying to have time with them and trying to do what only God can do. Well, what's the point of me wasting my prayers? I'm not wasting my prayers. And why are you going to waste your prayers when you already have in your mind what you're going to do? Look here. If you already got your mind made of what you're going to do, don't even waste your prayers. Don't even bug God. Just, oh, well. But understand, with every disobedience, there are consequences. Can you handle the consequences? A lot of times, no. So we want to eliminate a lot of this foolishness, a lot of these toxic relationships, a lot of these unauthorized relationships, you know, trying to hook up people. Oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. She a good girl. Yeah, but you only know them based upon a certain position or situation. But when you re- if you really want to know people, you learn who people are doing problems or doing conflict. And you know what? Hey, if you're going through something and she leaves you or he leaves you, hey, fine and dandy. At least if they broke up with you, thank God that they broke up with you before you got your blessing. Because it's nothing worse than for you to have to be sure, uh, you have to share your blessing with someone that don't want to be with you. So sometimes, God will show you this not the right one, but you have to accept that. And what I found out, when a relationship ends, that's a good thing. It sets the opportunity, not just for the right one to come to you, but most importantly, for your healing that is needed. It may not be the relationship that you need to be healed from, from this past relationship. It might be relationships in the past. It may be your parents' relationship. It might have been the absence of your father or your mother that you may have experienced. might have been some mistreatment that you've experienced. But first, get healed. Understand who you are. Understand who you are so that way you can be able to receive the one that God has for you. I'm on, like there's no one online. I'll um, read some of the comments that are on here. And I appreciate your comments. I appreciate your words. Um, one of my cousins said, uh, Janie said, the woman at the well said when the Christ comes, he will examine. Yes. We have to also, before we go into any relationship, just like right now, during this um, pandemic, we talk about cleanliness. We talk about making sure that we sterilize, make sure we wash our hands. And you think about 
if you're going into a relationship or even if you just got out of a relationship, you want to make sure that you ask God to heal you from any residue of anything that you may have dealt with. It may be some things you may not be aware of. It may be some things that, you know what, you may have need to be detoxed from. And just because the relationship ends, does that mean that you're a bad person? No. Sometimes, sometimes you may have done everything that you could and that person still leave. You know what? That doesn't mean that they're a bad person. Maybe they're more, more mature enough to understand you weren't the one for them or they weren't the one for you. I had that happen one time, but I'm not going to say her name. But a young lady told me, well, you know, uh, you deserve someone better. And every time I hear that, I always, in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, you got somebody better. That's what you're saying. But she said, uh, you know, you deserve somebody better. Um, see, you go to church and stuff, and I don't, you know. Even when I had asked you to uh, skip church one time, you said, no, no, you're going to church. And then if you want to, whatever you want to do, we'll do afterwards. She said, you deserve somebody better. And you know what? As angry and as hurt as I was, I respected her. You know, um, no ill feelings, no ill feelings. But at least apparently she saw something in me that I didn't I didn't recognize it myself. And being on, and this is me being real. Me being real. I used to take heartbreaks hard. And I used to beat myself up and um it used to take me years to get over a relationship. That relationship that had ended, it took me eighteen months to get over. You know, one the one before that took two years. Now, shoot, somebody don't want to be with me. Oh, okay. Okay, well, all right, right. No hard feelings, no hard feelings. I know, and God matured me enough to realize that's not the one for me. See, just because that one said no, it sets the avenue for someone with a yes to come in. So, what if she wasn't the right one for me, or maybe I wasn't the right one for her? So, most importantly. That are running by God, yeah, that's what we have to think about. You know, what's the point of me? Oh, you, know, you don't love me, but even if somebody cheat, think about this: Why, if you dealt with somebody that's cheating, why are you going to step outside your character to cheat too? Oh, because you have said that they cheated on you, so now you're going to cheat on them, even though you're not a cheater. Oh. They're not the crazy one. You're the crazy one. If that's not see, that's their character. But you don't allow their character to become your character. But you have to be mature enough to either, if you're not a cheater, but they cheated on you, either leave them alone or accept it. That's what they did. Accept it, but put up boundaries. But my thing is. You know, if somebody's going to cheat on you and talk to you crazy all this, nah. No, that ain't love. Love don't hurt. Love protects. Love is men. Men and women have two different roles. Men love. Men protect. Men serve. Men give shivery. Men open the doors. Men will go get out the car, 
pump the gas while the lady's in the car. If I see another man stay in the car and he's healthy, he ain't paralyzed or whatever, the woman is pumping the gas. The woman is going inside the store to pay for the gas coming back while the guy is on his phone or smoking weed in the car. I'm saying to myself, wow. But that woman is a ride or die for her man. <laughs> it's it just crazy to me. It's really, really, really crazy. She's loyal to an unloyal male. But on the other hand, sometimes that good guy end up choosing the wrong girl. So this is time for us men and women to pray and ask God to stay out of these toxic relationships and be aware, not by what we see, but the unseen. Because the real person is what we don't see with our physical eyes, but we see it with our spiritual eyes. And God wants us to be mature enough to recognize, like we always say, Try the spirit by his spirit and examine everything under God's lens. We examine everything by God's lens. Then we understand if this is something that God's approved, if it's something that God that God sent or the devil made. But also we have to remember, before God reveals the real thing, the devil will always try to send an imitation. The devil going to always send an imitation before God reveals the real thing. Now, we have to understand, even, even if someone come in, it may not be the devil sent something first. It may have been God may have sent something, but the devil going to try to bring some type of distraction to make you miss, fuse you. But we understand God is not, author, God is not the author of confusion. Satan is. Devil is. So, I'm going to say it like this. Thank God for those relationships that have ended. Thank God when those that have told you get out of my life, all that stuff. Thank God for that. Might have been a teachable moment. And guess what? God may have prevented you from receiving a worse hurt later on down the line. There was a story of a guy. Uh, wanted to take a tour at the uh, mental hospital. And so he ended up being escorted and they made it to the third floor and there was a guy that was sitting in the corner just crying, oh, Lulu, Lulu, oh, Lulu, Lulu. And so the guy asked, hey, what's wrong with him? So the staff member said, well, he was married to a young lady named Lulu. He loved her, and for the anniversary, he wanted to surprise her. But when he made a home, he found his wife, Lulu, in bed with his best friend. And now they end up leaving him alone, and Lulu end up marrying the best friend. And so they say, wow. Oh, Lulu, Lulu. So they end up leaving the third floor. They end up going to the ninth floor. The real, I don't want to say crazy, but the real uh, um, uh, extreme patients 
All of a sudden, everybody just going crazy, going crazy. All of a sudden, here come this guy. Bam! Start hitting his head on the wall. Bam! 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 And the guy said, hey, who is that? He said, oh, that's the best friend that married Lulu. <laughs> so you have to understand, sometimes when we end up seeing people a lot of times, we don't really know who they are. That's why God has to give us the spirit of discernment for us to really know who people are. Because God will reveal to you, us, God will reveal to you who a person is at the end from the very beginning. So understand, God does not want you to be in no toxic relationship, no unhealthy relationship. Guys or girls, appreciate each and every one who have tuned in. You know, this is the time for us to really, really, really seek God. And I want you all to know this. Don't you know God is concerned about your love life? I mean, mean, you just just really think about it. A lot of times we think about, oh, well, God, he don't care. God, you know, he just want me to be saved. Yeah, he wants you to accept his son, Jesus Christ, as your personal Savior. But God is interested in every area of your life. Think about it. Do you actually think God wants you to be linked up with someone that's going to abuse you? talk down upon you, talk to you crazy. And it's not just the women that are being treated that way. It's the guys, too. Do you actually think that was God's will? No. Even, well, you know, maybe God want me to be single. Maybe God want me to just grab it. Uh-uh. No, the devil wants you to be linked up with someone that's going to make you miss who you are, who you really are. Somebody's going to bring your self-esteem down. Somebody, all they want to do is drug you up or get you high or make you drunk just to have sex with you, just to use you for your body. You're more than just a such object. You are a child of God. You are a lady of God. You are a man of God. You have purpose outside of the bedroom. You have identity. You have worth. You have value. You have that. God did not make you a punching bag. So why would you allow yourself to just get into anything blindly? Forget about blind faith. We need to have spiritual insight. God wants you to have your eyes spiritually open, not just for you to understand who you're dealing with, but most importantly, know who you are and also know whose you are. I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing about these relationships, especially these young people. Well, I, you know, my son, my son is in a domestic violence relationship. My daughter's in a domestic violence relationship, and they in their twenties, they in their teens. And not only that, but it's happening in schools, high schools, middle schools. No, look here. If they won't talk you up, you need to sit them down. No. You don't have time for foolishness. You don't have patience for foolishness. And don't be afraid to call the police. Don't be afraid to get the police involved. Get people involved in your life. Anytime somebody try to uh, uh, get out of familiar territory, away from your family and all this stuff, leave them alone. Leave them alone. And all this, well, you know, you know think about it. You better not tell nobody. If you do, I'm going to kill your family. Oh, think about it. Why would they say that? 
they won't they don't want you to tell their family because they know if their family found out your family gonna get to them before they get to them. The family gonna get to him or her before they get to them. No. You are of importance. And I'm gonna say it like this, some I'm this uh, being real. We live in the day of time where people ain't afraid to die. People have to understand life is important. So many young people, it's all on the news, it's all on the radio, it's all in the movies. People don't value life anymore. Everything is just depressing. Everything, I mean, actually, it's a depressive spirit. You listen to the music, and people don't understand, even with the music itself, the chord progressions, certain chords, is actually meant to bring you down. I'm a musician. I've studied it. Understand, not just the music, but the lyrics. I mean, I can't see my face. Whatever song, I can't even remember. But understanding, excuse me, understanding that we have to give people hope. God has hope for you. Well, you know, they you know, they they're depressed. What? Now I do understand situations occur. Now I lost a job, you know, my lost loved one. That's totally understandable. But just depressed about life, depressed um, you know, don't get me wrong, like I said, I've had relationships to end. I it hurted me, but on the other hand, they were not gonna define me. Even I've had, you know, that person didn't accuse me, but that that pastor, the pastor said some things, all that stuff. You know what I had to learn, <laughs> they said that, but God didn't say that, and also God vindicated me. But I had to understand; I can't allow that to define me. What I had to do was forgive and go on with my life. And I thank God. I thank God that God taught me and showed me who I was in spite of. And you know what? When you getting ready to be blessed, when God is taking you somewhere, you got to think about it. The devil will accuse, we call it, even in the Bible it says, the devil is the accuser of the brethren. Hmm. And also understanding, if it ain't true, don't sweat it. Because I guarantee you, there are pe- people that really love you, people that really care for you, they know who you are. But you know what? You can't dispute truth. As long as you know who you are and whose you are, God got your back. So, most importantly, for you to understand who you are and understand there is a purpose, there's an assignment, there's a cause for you to be here in this earth right now. Don't let nobody make you lose your mind because they don't want to be with you? Blow your brains out? Forget that. No. Do you think your purpose was through them? No. It's through him. So if they don't want to be with you, I'm going to kill myself. Uh, no. And you know what? No amount of drugs, no matter alcohol going to patch or make you uh, uh, numb to what you got to grow through. What you got to go through? Uh-uh. If they don't want to be with you, that frees you to be with the right one. Yeah. 
Just look at it that way. So, if you want to be able to be blessed, let's start doing things God's way. And also understand that God has blessed you to be in this earth for a purpose. It is not to be a punching bag or to beat up on somebody as a punching bag. Remember this. Every time you see someone, you have to understand they are made in God's image and likeness. And you wouldn't want that. You treat others the way that you want to be treated. You wouldn't want anybody to kill you because they don't want to be with you. So why try to put your hands on someone, especially when you're not rearing them as a child and they're not your child? You can't raise grown people. You can't re-raise grown people. You can't teach grown people. You can't make grown people. That's something you have to accept. And if you got a problem with it, then it may be suitable for you to be by yourself. And also, if you see someone just like that dough that's on the conveyor belt at uh, Krispy Kreme, if you see someone, they'll want you to accept them in their arms. You have to understand if they're undone, leave them on the conveyor belt. Let them go through the process while you look because God may have somebody already established just for you. And men, remember this. If you have if your daughter was of the age to get married and she met a man just like you wanted to marry, would you be happy with the choice that she made as a mate? If you wouldn't like her choice because she chose somebody like you, then you need to do better. You need to be the one to do better. Don't rely upon her. That's her mama job. No, that's your job too. Even if you have a daughter. Because notice that's your seed. <laughs> the mother gave birth, but your seeds gave life. Even though that mother held the baby in her womb, but she came from you. You inserted the seed in her womb. And so that woman just put out what you put in, your seed. Women understand in the Bible, the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. But also you have to understand what type of man Adam was when God said that about him. He was working. He was on his business. He was in his purpose. So it's true enough, it was not good for that man to be alone. But if he ain't working, if he ain't in his purpose, then it is good for that man to be alone. But you got to accept that. That may not be the one for you. Guys, you got to accept she may not be the one for you. And I know some women think about and say, oh, I'm waiting on my boys. I'm waiting on my boys. But yes, but are you Ruth's material? Are you Ruth's material? Think about it. Boys was Ruth's man. But you trust God for your man, not somebody else's man. So as we get ready to pray, we praying that God help us. We got a few minutes. Dear Father, we coming to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now. We acknowledge your presence today. We ask you, Lord, to help us, God, in this situation right now pertaining to domestic violence. God, God, we speak, God, to help us to be aware of life, God. Help us to understand, God, this is your children, God. Help them to understand, God, that they can't take what they didn't give. 
So, God, help us to understand, God, to accept the no's, to accept even the breakups, God, even the relationships that ends, God. Help us to accept, God, and not retaliate, not take it to heart or take it personal. But help us to understand we must be about your business right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking, God, that you comfort those who are grieving, comfort those, God, who may have lost loved ones, God, because of domestic violence. Even comfort and encourage those who may have been victims, God, or even those who have been abused or those who have been injured or hurt because of domestic violence, God. Heal them, even those who may be dealing with PTSD, God, God. We speak, God, that you minister, that you heal them, deliver them, and set them free right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We send it back to the pits of hell. We bind that spirit of fear. We know that the devil is trying to bring fear, trying to bring a constant reminder. But, God, we know you did not give us the spirit of fear. But, God, we speak, God, that you minister to them right now, God. Deliver them, set them free from that right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the deliverance. We thank you, Lord, for the uh, restoration of souls, God, restoration of uh, healing of the hearts right now, healing of the minds right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we hold up uh, Derek Floyd right now, holding him up right now, God. We speak, God, that you line up every cell, every tissue, every organ, God, line up with healing and wholeness right now in the name of Jesus. Heal him from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet right now. In the name of Jesus, line up every cell, every organ, every tissue right now, every blood stream right now, every blood cell right now, in the name of Jesus right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we hold up every person right now, God. Protect right now, God. Minister, set free. Destroy every yoke. Destroy and break every yoke right now. Every soul ties right now, God. Everyone who may be dealing with a broken heart right now, God. Heal their heart right now. Heal their mind, God. Let them know who they are, God, in you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, help us to seek you like never before, God. In the name of Jesus, help us, God, to put you first in everything, God, in relationship. If we you first, God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall chase us down. So help us, God, instead of pursuing a relationship, help us to pursue the relationship within you, and then we do what we, you have for us to do. Everything will chase us down, and we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one who tuned in. I thank y'all for uh, participating in everything. I want y'all to continue to be praying for us. Uh, my name is Brother Prater. If you uh, want to follow me, you're welcome to follow me on Facebook on the Brother Prater, uh, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A-T as in Tom. Um, you can catch me on Facebook. Sorry. You can catch me on Facebook. Sorry about that. You can, I'm sorry about that. You can catch me on Facebook on the Brother Prater, or you can catch me on um, my website at www.brotherprater.com. I have my daily devotions and my upcoming events and my videos and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my uh, website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood, or which that book I talk about, talk to the men and talk to them about the men's responsibilities. And, and also I speak to the ladies about choosing, choosing, choosing uh, a, a fit father, a potential father for 
your children and some more other things. But also my current book that I'm uh, promoting called The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, which is the story and the life of my sister, Sheila Prater. Uh, unfortunately, uh, she was killed March the 3rd of last year on the uh, in the hands of a domestic violence um, um she's um she was my my I always call her my favorite sister and she would say I say my favorite sister she said, I'm your only sister <laughs> you know but um I I love her dear I miss her so much and like I said I, I hate I hate for anybody to go through what I went through and not just me but others. Um so that's why I made this podcast just to be just to talk, just to be real about things that are going on. And look here. Um, y'all see me behind the, you know, I may preach behind a pulpit or on Facebook or whatever, but now I'm in a position where I've often talked about how good God is. Now I'm in a position because now I'm a survivor. I'm I'm in the family of grievers. Now um, I have to not just practice what I preach, but most importantly, I have to live out what I preach in front of people. What I tell you all now, y'all have to see it in me. Y'all have to see it through me. And so that's the way I look at it. And it's just me being real. You know, um, do I do I hurt? Oh yes, I hurt badly. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know if I have any more tears. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But in the midst of my hurt, in the midst of my pain, I know God is there with me. And let's just say, if I left God, where would I go? <laughs> if I thought about turning my back on God, where would I go? God was not the one that took Sheila. I know it's the devil. But in spite of what the devil did, in spite of what the acts of somebody evil, in the in the midst of all that, some way, somehow, God gonna turn it for our good. If it can help save somebody else's daughter, save somebody else's sister, then Sheila's death is not in vain. Sheila, even though she's not physically with us. Emotionally, mentally, oh, she's still with me. The memories, the conversations, the expressions, the verbiage, all those is still there. So in this last Sunday in Domestic Violence Awareness Month, I want each and every one to think about all this that's going on the end result if we don't do things God's way the end result is pain hurt and it's not worth it it's not worth it so on a personal note to my family to my nephew Trey my niece Tiara my daddy my mama my brother Jerry Ronnie Walter um, my Sister-in-law, Linnell, um, Rhonda, to Millie, to Chris, BJ, 
uh, uh, Jay, um, Lil Ronnie Taylor, my son Dylan, and so many others. Um, oh, uh, Macy, you know, I would say this God gonna carry us through, He promised He would. And so I thank each and every one for the opportunity. Thank y'all for hearing me out because, you know, this is a personal, personal subject. You know, um, instead of me, you know, just talking to a lot of time the victims, this time God wanted me to include the abusers or the potential abusers because, God wants you to give your hurt to him. Even if you might have grown up seeing your mom, seeing your father uh, behaving that way, you might have been a victim of that, and that's your form of expression. You may think it's all right, but it's not. You know, uh, I I don't want you to have to hurt, and I don't want you to have to hurt anybody else. But understand, Whenever whenever you see someone killed, there's a family that's grieving. And in fact, there are two families, one grieving over death, the other grieving over a throwing away of their life. Because when a funeral and they're burying one loved one, there's somebody else being hauled off to jail. So... I thank each and every one to uh, do a tuned in, and I appreciate you all. Um, I want to encourage those that are in the domestic violence awareness movement, keep going forward. Let your voices be heard. I thank each and every one of you all, and those that know me, I'm not real good at departing, but I appreciate each and every one of you all, and continuously keep us, keep my family, Keep the other grievers who have lost loved ones in prayer. So thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night.